Hey guys, uh, it's Ian Benjamin, Digital Hub. How are we all doing? Um, today, I'm totally blessed um, in the company of Andrew Lewis. And uh, for you guys that don't know who Andrew Lewis is, Andrew Lewis is a massive advocate of social justice. Um, he's based over here in the UK. And however, he is the global head of digital operations for Cisco. And he's also the founder um, of City, Inner City Truth, which is about social justice and he, he has created that and putting programs and other sort of uh, projects in place to support that and we'll, we'll kind of get into that with the with the podcast as we kind of go through this so again yeah Andy how are you how are you doing hi hi Ian and uh, hello to uh, all of your podcast listeners um, uh, it's great to be here I'm good I'm really really well uh, looking forward to spending some time talking with you Super duper, fantastic, fantastic. So in typical Digital Hub fashion, what I'd like to do is kind of to give the listeners and viewers an idea of, of who you are. Um, I've got a testimonial here from Tom Charteris. Tom Charteris, he worked with you, I believe, and a few years ago when you were working on the NHS project. And, uh, and he says, Andrew was instrumental in helping my team to launch a public alpha a new digital platform designed to enable the NHS hospitals in England to access and share learning and improvement ideas. Deadlines and budgets were ex exceptionally tight, but Andrew was able to juggle agile product management, product management, work with content teams and UX and UI team specialists to deliver the projects. He's meticulous, communication professional, and is full of positivity and ideas. So bam, it's <laughs> a pretty good start, right? You know? So yeah. Uh, no, so was that a good project you all that you worked on back in the day? Was that a good one? Yeah, it feels like so long ago. And, uh, you know, how apt it is that, that you would use um, uh, 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 Tom's uh, words uh, uh, as part of this podcast. Um, yeah. The fact that the NHS now are so key to everybody's lives as it, as it happens. And, you know, playing my little part in helping them in their day-to-day -day by helping them build a website that allows them to... Uh, find information and use that information to help with their treatments uh, uh, was certainly a project that you know I, I cherish and I'm, I'm really really pleased that you know Tom 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 said those words. Yeah, it's yeah, a great really project. Good, really good. Now, honestly, NHS. I mean, everyone's kind of like they've gone up gone up a notch or two in everyone's estimation. I mean, they're part of my podcast branding, and for, for many reasons, obviously in this in this crazy period of 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 our, of our lives that we're living right now. You know, so right. I couldn't agree with you more. Could not agree with you more. But superb. Now it's great to have you here. Really, really good to have you here. So, um, so look, so, so, you, so you, you you reside in London, uh, working for Cisco currently over here, and so you recently kind of secured this new role. And so, tell us a bit about about from a social justice perspective how that all started as well before we kind of get into the Cisco piece. Sure. So um, my my last role was working for a, a huge uh, um, corporate. Uh, um, organization uh, um, um, at, the, at the post office and as part of my role there I was the BAME network chair um, for about 18 months and as part of that um, uh, uh, work that I was doing um, at the post office in that role was to start looking at kind of like you know diversity and inclusion you know racial equality um, and all of those different types of elements that affect particularly um, uh, BA, the BAME uh, um, 
uh, workforce. Cool. So, um, so part... was that was that your idea? So did you kind of implement that? Because you obviously took that and sponsored that sort of uh, project. Were you selected to do it or did you kind of stick your hand up to do it? Or... So, yeah, no, it was exactly that. So the actual network itself was was there before I, 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 I was at post office. So it was always active. Um, but the last chair of the network decided to leave the post office. Right. I then um, went into the seat after after doing a presentation to the the the, the committee, the network committee, and they then decided that I was the right person for the, the chairmanship um, um, to take them and move them forward. So, from my perspective, it was an absolute honour working with the the committee and working with that team to help champion, you know, that element of diversity and inclusion, making the sure that BAME. Uh, um, are, are represented and also the the, the 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 other added element of the killing of George Floyd that happened you know um, early last year that just inflated the amount of work that we needed to do around this subject. Right so so did you start that position as chair prior to George Floyd or during that situation or? That's correct so I was already in the position when that happened. That he just massively accelerated the whole sort of like you know focus on it that's that's correct like yeah. most companies you know i think a lot of them paid a lot of lip service to it um they came out they made statements they're still not moving the dial enough um, and funny enough on on my linkedin profile i have talked about my frustration around a lot of companies still not doing enough in in, in this space um so as part of me moving to cisco I wanted to keep the type of work that I was doing as a BAME network chair right. um, and, and keep that work doing. So that's why I decided to 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 to, in a to, city, to, to, to find yeah to find something in what we're, what I'm calling inner city truth, which is essentially a collection of platforms that I'm using to amplify and talk about the likes of diversity and inclusion, race equality, homelessness well-being mental health all of these things that need that extra kick in order to try and get them and raise the profile of some of these really important issues and concerns definitely and isn't it funny that you know through covid that all these things have now come to to light and have been fine-tuned and been all of this have been made more aware of all these different segments of everyday life that's kind of pulling people down, um, not just from an equality perspective, but obviously mentioned well-being and mental health. And it's so true. You know, it's, it's really, really affecting all of us, which is, which is great. So that's really, yeah. really good work. So people can kind of get hold of you and learn about what you're doing through Inner City Truths. Is that through like through Instagram and how other what other sort of platforms are you using for that? Yeah. Yeah. So 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 predominantly my, my, my key uh, um, uh, channels my key digital channels that i use are instagram and i can be found at inner city truth and on twitter which i can be found at inner city truth one um, both of those uh, different uh, 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 channels i use um, uh, specifically as i said to amplify a lot of the concerns and issues and problems that we see in society and a lot of those things stem from injustices that are happening in society like the fact that we've got too many people living on the streets to the fact that we know that there's a problem and an issue with systemic uh, uh, racism and institutionalized racism within our organizations in the UK. Definitely yeah so when you got, got that role with the uh, working and selected yourself to work in, in that capacity with the post office um, 
when you kind of started looking, when you started looking at the data in terms of their or black representation at senior management and C level, was it kind of was there a huge disparity there? Because obviously the, the post office is a, is a you know very multicultural, where you have um, you know blacks and Asians in in significant numbers working on the on the ground as postmen and postwomen, also in the shops and so forth. But I suppose from a corporate level, was it like oh my gosh, the, the disparity is like minimal as it were so 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 obviously i can't go into too much of, of, the, of the details around kind of like some of the some of the the, the data and the information yeah. sure but what i can say is is that you know the majority of organizations today are in a similar position where they're not matching the current percentage of bame um uk population figures to what is then mirrored within their organizations so we know that based on the last census, and there's one coming up actually this year uh, um, in, in 2021, but based on census data from 2011, we know that 14% of the UK was made up of BAME uh, 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 um, people. So mm. from, from that perspective, what you want to see is a indirect reflection of that 14% within an organization within all of the different grades and levels that you have in an organization. So yeah. if you have 15 people on your board, then you'd expect to at least see two people coming from a BAME background, for example. Yeah, sure, yeah, exactly. No, absolutely right, and clearly, clearly that isn't the case. But a quick question for you as well, because obviously working at the level you're at now as well, how do you think companies can um, start conversations with their C-level? Like with their with the boards, I mean, about it. What do you think is an easy way to do it? I mean, because even if okay, let's take it back or not. Even if a company isn't hasn't got a board, they're like an SME and they've got you know directors, etc. But there may be a small percentage of um, people of color working in those senior management positions or at director level. How would you just as you know, just off the cuff, just chucking it out there to see off the top of your head how you think it would be an, an easy way for the people to start having those uncomfortable conversations with their directors would you say well I, I i i if 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 a board has a conscience then what they need to be doing is listening to their right. network and listening to their people there should be more done around kind of like the survey elements of their staff and really checking in with people to see what are the underlying and foundational elements that's making potentially people unhappy or where they're seeing where there's unfairness so a continual check on your staff members from, from different, obviously they're gonna be from all different backgrounds and starting to use your data to enhance and to help you make decisions mm. based on what the society is telling you and whether or not you feel as a senior leader that it's going to be right. And I think right. that's one of the key things. The second key thing I think here would be Education, 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 the three E's, you know, they're all the same, but there's three E's here. And I've said it three times specifically yeah. because leaders um, and experienced leaders at that, they still need to educate themselves on what it means to have complete uh, um, transparency mm. in making sure that people of colour uh, from the BAME background do have the same opportunities as our white counterparts. 100%. I mean, as as a recruitment as a recruitment guy, I've been in recruitment for too long. And so I speak to candidates of all backgrounds. 
and it's prevalent with you know the black and Asian community, especially uh, that at the senior management level, the individuals that I've spoken to are that I tried to headhunt out of a position for, for a role that I'm working on. And when I approach them, they just want well, they want to go for it so that it sounds nice, sounds really interesting. Yeah, wouldn't mind doing that. But based on my previous experiences, I, I never get those positions. And they also feel as though they also see individuals within their current position uh, being promoted, uh, individuals that are white that are being promoted and they're not. So they are, a lot of them, um, I'd say 50-50 or maybe even the majority, um, felt, look, do you know what? I've been told by my mum and dad when I was growing up just to stay in my lane, don't walk the boat. And, yeah. you know, and that's, and I'm like, no, you've got to go for this. And so what I think is critical uh, what I think is important is getting the messaging right. If the companies really, really authentically want to make climate change and, improve, and, improve, and change those numbers, improve those numbers, is to get the messaging right and to build that trust with the candidates of colour that they would like to give them a chance to, an opportunity to get into the interview process. Um, yeah. And, but because a lot of individuals that I felt didn't feel as though it was genuine that they're going to go through all the rigmarole, all the nerves that are associated with going for a new job, etc. Um, and risk going to a company that they didn't feel was going to support them. So they just kind of yeah. stay there, which is awful. I mean, I've got young, I've got a 17-year-old lad I've spoken to you about before, um, and I don't want him growing up in that sort of environment. Do you know what I mean? So it's, it's, you know, yeah. it's shocking to think that that might, that, that, that that's out there and it could, it could um, limit what he could achieve. So, you know, sure. being part of that process, this journey is, is, is significant. But that hasn't yeah. held you back. I mean, goodness sake, man. Let me give you the congratulations. I mean, um, so in the last six months, Andy, man, honestly, wow, you have landed a, a, a massive, massive gig. So let me just kind of repeat your job title again. I want to get this wrong. So you are now Cisco's global head of digital operations. Global head. That is just boom. What does that look like for you? What does that mean? <laughs> Um, well, well, what does it mean? Um, so my, my background obviously um, stems uh, within digital and, you know, we have different disciplines within digital from, from, from content management, content strategy to digital operations, web operations, managing kind of, you know, uh, 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 scrum teams to deliver so work. Much. You know, yeah, yeah. So, so, so it does, it does, you know, uh, uh, stem and go across quite a few disciplines within things that touch the digital estate and delivery. Um, so, you know, moving from my, my, my previous role, which was UK based, um, you know, one website to a global uh, 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 business like Cisco, where now I'm working on a, on a huge transformation project. Um, on the, um, uh, the their web estate at the moment, uh, which is actually around about kind of sixty or so different websites. It's Where'd a you huge, start? a huge challenge, and um, really, really getting stuck in right now, and and, and starting to form, you know, how I'm going to deliver against this this program of work uh, um, that I've been given to to, to manage. Wow, well, amazing! So, like sixty websites, they're all going to be having a a revamp or having new a refresh a rejig yeah. oh my gosh that is unbelievable man unbelievable so i mean if you've got where where the where are the majority of the developers based are they just globally got scattered around so 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 um the way that we're going to kind of like you know uh, manage the, the the project from a back-end perspective um we're going to be using of course a lot of internal 
resources yeah, uh, yeah. from 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 Cisco, yeah, right. uh, be, being a technology company, it would probably be the wrong thing to do to outsource too much. Yes, we certainly will be using Cisco um, excellence in, in, in that area. Um, plus, we work with a number of different agencies to help aid the delivery of this project as well. Yeah, that's what I meant. I, I didn't know whether there was like one location of Cisco, like, for example, in San Francisco or maybe in another country that has um, a larger pool of, develop, of developers than in another country. But I mean, that's, 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 that's incredible. Fantastic. Really, really good. Yeah. So was it was it a long process in, in getting that position with them, the interview process? Or? It was it was very in depth. Yes, very very in depth. Um, you know, I uh, was um, initially uh, uh, contacted. Um, we had uh, some 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 discussions um, around kind of like the the bigger picture, shall we say? Um, I presented to them my did vision. You get Sorry, did you get headhunted for it? Did you get someone reach out to you and say, hi, would you be interested in it? Um, I, I, I had a tip off, shall we say. Um, and yeah, yeah. Um, so I presented to them, you know, kind of like what I think my my uh, vision would be in the context of the problem that they, they, they put to me. Um, and as part of that presentation, I was then put through to a number of different uh, 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 conversations with the VPs, um, of, of, of the communications, the, the global communications business within Cisco. Nice. Um, nice. And nice. Um, after about five or six different uh, <laughs> uh, 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 pr uh, presentations and meetings with the, 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 the VPs within uh, communications, um, wow. obviously then we started to formalise how things might start to look for me. And that was all um, done on Zoom. And I started uh, in um, January. Right. So all, all this communication has all, all been done through COVID pretty much on the Zoom and yep. NF Teams and whatever it was like that. Wow. All of it. Amazing. <laughs> Fantastic. Honestly, mate. That's amazing. Really, really good. Well done. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah. That's a significant um, opportunity to, to land without a shadow of a doubt. Really, really good. Okay, cool. So in terms of let's kind of an idea or kind of see where you are, I mean, their base over here, sorry, over there, your base over here. So have you got an interest in kind of being relocating to the US perhaps or? Well, it being a global role, essentially, you know, um, a lot of my key uh, stake, uh, stakeholders are, are on the West coast of the, of, of, of the US, but my manager actually is on the East coast of, of, of the US in, 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 in Boston. And then right. I have, obviously there's me that's based in the UK, but um, essentially the, the, the role itself um, is 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 a global role reporting into that global business um, uh, um, um, in the US. So, you know, I think there is going to be an option at some point to yeah. potentially, you know, uh, relocate to um, um, the US with this role. Um, of course, as it happens right now, we are deep in lockdown and COVID restrictions. So 100%. how quickly that happens, not only from a movement perspective from the UK, but also we've got to look at the movement and how that's going to work for the US. Um, mm. I think we're probably a year away from a proper conversation about um, the potential of, of, of moving. Right, gotcha. I mean, <clears throat> do you think Cisco's outlook has changed in terms of um, how the rest of the staff are going to work going forward in terms of working from home? Or do you think it'll be back to business as usual from a working in the office environment? Or would that be more um, open I, I think I think Cisco, like most 
digital businesses. I think the digital businesses that I've been kind of following um, and trying to kind of like glean more information about what they're going to be doing long term with staff and whether or not they want people to be coming into the office. Mm. I think I think Cisco are no different in giving the options to their staff. Uh, You know, there's always going to be an office. um, I, I, I would have thought for most businesses, but at the same time in saying that, I think now because people have been working from home for so long, I've actually really enjoyed it. I used to be a nine to five, uh, you know, commuter on the train every single day into mm. into Morgate. Um, and I've actually, you know, really embraced the home working ethic. Um, mm. and, 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 and I actually do like it. So yeah, definitely. if definitely. I didn't need to go back into an office five days a week, I certainly wouldn't. No, that's right. Yeah, exactly. I, think, I think it's a mixed bag. I think you're absolutely right. Everyone's got different reasons or different situations traveling um some people live outside london might work in london so yeah taking three hours um off of their day which is unbelievable and saving them a fortune as well um company cars costs and that office space so it's it's a really really mixed bag really really interesting to kind of see how things pan out in two three years from now you know yeah that's brilliant so for for all the young individuals that we um uh, that we reach and we can share this video with i think really interesting what, what was it that kind of got you um interested in digital where did it start from what was the kind of like that bug in digital where did that come from really new? oh god um do you know what I, I i think there was no real particular thing that kind of like came out i think i could i could start to see that there was a slow shift in job market in the job market where there were more types of jobs that were becoming more digitally uh, uh, um, minded in 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 their in, in the way that they were they were visual, coming out visually digital visually or, or um, in 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 the context of they were just more digital jobs. So you know, I was back in the day at the start of my my uh, career. I was more kind of like in project management, you know, program yeah. management type roles, you know, and and so on. But then there was this kind of like you know digital you know, um, uh, manager roles and all of these different types of roles that were very much more in the digital space. Yeah. Um, and I think and I think it was from then on in that I thought, well, let's try and get a role working within that space. Okay. And it was in actually, actually the first kind of real role of digital significance for me is when I went and worked agency side for a huge global um, agency called Hogarth. Hogarth, gotcha. Yeah. The technical director. Yes, that's that's right. And uh, delivering kind of like uh, um, um, some of their um, systems and so on while while working there. That was when I really started to get into, you know, um, uh, working within the the digital realm, as it were. Right. Okay, fine. So they're they're a massive agency. They're huge. So so what what were you looking at? Websites, apps and that type of scenario then was it kind of um it was delivering what we call production workflows um through um a couple of systems one was called zonza and the other one was called fido if i remember rightly back in the day and um you know um those systems obviously is to help the production of 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 a media asset so right a video or, or or a press release or you know uh, uh, imagery that needs gotcha. to be for a, for an advert for example so it's the workflow that that needs to go through in order right. to get the final 
cut, done. Um, so it's software that would manage that process. That, that process, yeah. Gotcha, fantastic. So, so from Hogarth working there, you're there for a couple of years and then you kind of went on to, I can't remember where you were after that now. Um, can you remember where you were after Hogarth, what you did? Was it? Um, Hogarth, Hogarth, quite quickly, I went to, to, to Tesco's. Oh, did you? Oh, I that's went right, to, yeah. I went to, I went to Tesco um, as head of media operations at Tesco. Tesco right. actually headhunted me for that role back in the day because we went and pitched the system that I was actually delivering to, te uh, to Tesco. Tesco. Um, and um, Hogarth didn't actually win the work, but Tesco's actually liked my part of the pitch when it came to how we would go about delivering the system. So a couple of weeks after we'd done the actual pitch at Tesco, I got a call from um, someone, uh, someone in HR at, at Tesco saying, you know, um, uh, one of the directors was very impressed with your work. They would like to um, interview you if you're interested in a, in a role that they've got coming up. Um, would you be interested in talking about it? And I was, yeah. yeah okay. This is like, going, I always use football analogies in this type of situation. This is kind of, and no disrespect if there are any fans of this club, this is like going from Millwall to Tottenham Hotspurs, for example. <laughs> it's like, you know, from the championship to the Premier League in when it when it comes to kind of like, you know, that company status, yeah, you know, Tesco's a huge company. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. So not to take on a challenge like that. And then when they offered me, it was, you know, not only a great opportunity, you know, yes, the package was amazingly better than what I was on. So there was lots of benefits to taking this job. And that's what's actually propelled me uh, um, from there. Right, super, fantastic. So you're there for like, what, a year or so, then from there you went to Dubai? Is that right? From... That's right, yeah. So I, I unfortunately, it got made redundant from Tesco. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, got made redundant in, from Tesco's. Typical. Um, yeah. And uh, then had the opportunity to go and work in Dubai on a, on a contract. Right. Um, so spent a, a year out there working for a huge company called Alphatame. Yeah, the massive, um, yeah, the, yeah, I know the name. I think that's, that name associated with the, the prince or the king or something, that, right? That, that surname. Um, I, I know that they're one of the founding families of Dubai, whether or not right. it's that close, but uh, yeah. you know, they're, they're, certainly, they're certainly well, very well known, the owners of the, of the Alphatame businesses. Yeah, yeah. How do you like it over there? Proper hot all the time, isn't it? I mean, I've been there. Yeah, been there absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And I would say to any young person that's out there that wants to experience a a a, a different culture, um, a different way of living, and you know, day to day, wall to wall, sun. Yeah. Then certainly, while you're young, I would definitely recommend going out to Dubai and spending some time out there. It was it was a really really good a good good fun. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've done I've done six weeks out there. I've done it. It was amazing, amazing time. I don't know if I could do it, you know, now or I could have sustained it. Um, yeah. And uh, but yeah, amazing, just unbelievable culture. You're absolutely right. It was really, really good, superb. Yeah. So, brilliant. so what would you think was like the the, the the defining moment in your career to kind of like that kind of shaped you? I mean, was it like you mentioned the role with um, with Tesco? Was that the kind of the, the, the defining moment, or was it the Hogarth kind of getting into that digital thing? Um, do you know what? Um, I, I, I don't want to put it down to any one thing. I think that the way that I would like to define my career is, is in, in, in the way of always being in front of the game, always 
trying okay. to think about what is going to be the next big or next big the next big thing essentially you know where can the current role that you're in where can it take you next you know right. if you've got a given job title of xyz does that translate itself into the next role that you want to go into or not if not do you need to start thinking about what you need to be uh, um, job title wise and doing wise in order doing to wise. get to your next level so um, always always I would suggest that you always try and think about this role is only for now what is it that I want next right yeah 100% and I work that. towards that even yeah. build your objectives towards that you know make sure manage your manager you know make sure that you get that opportunity to really try and shape and mold the role that you've that you've got into the next role that you want to do. Right, superb, fantastic. That's a really good bit of advice there, really good bit of advice and kind of insight into your vision. Um, the, what was the most challenging role, do you, would you say? Because I mean, obviously, don't, don't forget, whilst this was going on over the last 15, 20 years, technology is just moving at a rapid pace, right? Yes. You know, so you've got to kind of keep around the ball thinking, well, do you know, I mean, wow, that's... I think, I think, I think, to answer your question, I, 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 I'd probably go back to... to to my last role, um, and, 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 and the only reason why I would say that is because, um, you know, um, uh, post office is half government owned and, and half a commercial business, if that makes sense. Yeah, it is. yeah. So, mm -hmm. so when it comes to like, you know, um, open ended budgets and, you know, free spending for all, you know, that's never there. I mean, absolutely management of budgets and and so on are in any business are key foundational yeah. elements but you are much more limited in what you could do or what you can do when it's a government department as it yeah. were to a degree so I think from that perspective that probably was the most challenging because I'm sure there's there was a, a lot of things I probably would have liked to have done but the budget uh, restraints you can do but, but obviously, obviously due to, to to restraints it would have been difficult Right, okay, fine. So that's kind of like challenging because you like pulling your hair out thinking, well, they want X, but I can't do that. Do you know what I mean? Because we haven't got, you know, so trying to figure out ways to do it. Similar yes. to what um, Tim in your testimonial alluded to, we were able to Tom, yeah. Tom, yeah, 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 exactly. Fantastic. Best bit of advice you've been given, would you say? Wow. I, 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 I always like to think about things that, um, that my parents have kind of like you know uh, told me and the one that I think comes to mind more than anything is always be twice as good as your white counterpart yeah yeah I hear um, especially because um, you know of some of the things that we've already spoken about um, earlier in this interview yeah. um, because it is hard for you know um, young um, um, black uh, 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 people to really prove themselves in 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 in, in organisations, mm. and you know, there's always been this bullish kind of mentality that I think that my parents have instilled into me is 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 never ever to give up, never ever say you can't, and mm. always follow your dreams. But you will probably have to be twice as good. 100%. As your white counterpart. Yeah, I've got told and that as well. Unfortunately, 
that 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 is the mm. way that it is for the majority of people from specifically from a BAME background um, that you know the 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 chances that we have in order to fulfill our own destinies yeah. um, are, are are more limited yeah. due to the uh, equality uh, inequalities that we have within definitely um, because we, 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 we kind of grew up thinking that that you know so that's how we're conditioned and i think you know a lot of white individuals privileged they haven't haven't had to grow up without stigma they don't have to carry that around with them all the time do you know what i mean right. am i going to be accepted am i going to blah, 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 get a fair crack of the whip so yeah. to not have that it must be amazing do you know what i mean and uh, people yeah. say well look, you know we'll go back to live in the caribbean whatever where you haven't got that prejudice but but why should i why should i when yeah. i was born here and when you were born here as well and we've got yeah. Opportunity. Why should those opportunities not be taken to be taken away from me? So no, exactly. So getting. Get, I mean, obviously, I'm a digital recruiter. I headhunt individuals in the digital sector. I love what I do. I love the digital space. It's moving at rapid pace, etc. And it's becoming more and more and more easier for individuals to to kind of. Well, there's more opportunities of new different technologies and platforms popping up all over the place. I mean, the latest one is Clubhouse. Um, over the last few weeks or a few months. Um, a platform has popped up out of nowhere, and I think yeah. valued over the value that over over a billion or, or ten billion or something recently, crazy. Um, and uh, so the technology from a communication perspective, which I like, is really really evolving. And uh, but I mean, have, have you ever had the interest to kind of like to set up your own agency to kind of like from a communications point of view, or has that been something that's been a um, a of interest to you? Um, to be honest, I think I think the world is your oyster. Right. So mm. as I've gone through my career, I've made changes and fundamental kind of like segues into different areas, because at that point in time in my career and in my life, that's where I wanted to be. So I would never rule out the opportunity to divest and, and diversify into something that is would be slightly more challenging for me. This is your bread and butter. You know exactly how to operate in these circles and so on. But it's something that if I was passionate about in a given point in time moving forward, that I thought that I could offer something back as part of the, 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 the great work that you're doing in, 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 in the digital hub work uh, that you're doing as well. well. Um, then it certainly is something that I would, I would, yeah, I would contemplate. Okay, cool. Because I mean, obviously some people think, well, no, I want to have my own agency. I want to have my own agency. I want to run my own business. Some people have got that all the time, have that for like 15, 20, 25 years. You know, some people own that. Yeah. But that's not, not, not something that you use like a dying passion for you at the moment, as it were. You wouldn't say certainly, that. Certainly, cer cer certainly isn't, but it's certainly not something I've ruled out because right. it's not something I've... There's, there's too many things that I need to really focus on right now. Um, uh, with, as I said, over the last kind of like year or so with the social injustice elements and work that I think that I still got a lot to give with Inner City Truth um, uh, and the work that I'm doing with that. You know, I want to build an Inner City Truth website, for example, where I'm housing a lot of the information and getting people to come and contribute uh, uh, um, um, on that platform as well. So that will be kind of like six months to a year's time, you know, um, probably away in delivering that. Um, yeah. And also, you know, that Cisco, my, my new role at Cisco, you know, opens opens up other opportunities as well within that in, within that organisation. It so, must do, must do, yeah. Yeah, I, I just got to make sure I keep my finger on the pulse 
do what my mind tells me at the given time for what's going to make me feel good about me and whether or not it's going to be something that's going to ultimately develop me as a person. Yeah, I know you're going to smash it. I mean, what you've done so far, looking at the CV, looking at your LinkedIn, talking to you as well, it's been amazing. Absolutely fantastic career Thank to you. date. Fantastic. No, honestly, it's really, really good. Well, as you know, I think you spoke to my daughter earlier. Yes. And so, you know, she's like, she's one of your fans. Oh, my God. <laughs> working in San Francisco and London so just like she just loves that so it's really really good I think it's really inspirational awesome. for young people show them what they can achieve so it's amazing but let's, so let's, let's get to understanding you let's, let's um lift the, lift the bonnet up which I do on my on these podcasts so tell me tell me some things so um what's in your uh what's your iTunes what you got on there right now or, or, oh, your... oh my gosh um as, as you can probably see I'm a huge iPod music even. fan you know oh, yeah. loads, loads the vinyl yeah, b- behind me. Um, I, I've I've just literally downloaded Buster Rhymes's um, uh, last album, um, and I'm hooked on a track at the moment called Czar, which yeah. is what I would call one of those kind of like real head nodders from back in the day. Really? You know, yeah. the, how do you spell it? How do you spell the C C C C Z A R? It's called Czar. I'm, I'm find and and I just I've just fallen in love with that track right now. But anything anything around kind of like old school uh, hip hop, um, R and B, um, you know, funk, acid jazz, acid any jazz. of that type, those types of genres, I'm in. Superb. So how often do you actually get to spend on the decks? I mean, do you, do you actually play them <laughs> regularly, or when was the last every time? Every weekend, every weekend, because we've been on lockdown, right? Yeah, and, of course. Uh, so I actually it was in lockdown that I bought the second deck because I thought, you know what, you know, being on lockdown, you know, I I I I spend well, obviously at this, at this point in time, all of my time at home, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just a really good kind of like you know um, nostalgic uh, uh, throwback for me for when I was a lot younger and I used to DJ out in some of the bars, and I even done a couple of clubs in London back in the day. Yeah, um, cool, And uh, yeah, no, it's, it's just been great fun, just spinning the records again. Brilliant, fantastic. So do you, do you like going out like live music as well, like concerts and that type of thing as well? When we could, absolutely. Yeah, yeah obviously yeah. when we could, yeah, definitely. It's, it's going to come yeah. back, man. 2021, I, 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 I know, we're now at the beginning of March, right? I, I think, you know, May, June time, if there are things popping up already that are, are going to happen so definitely let's hope so okay good wonderful wonderful so how about sports i mean were you kind of were you into sports at all or anything like that any other hobbies um yes i, I was I'm, I'm i'm a big big football um fan used to play a lot as well um you know uh never got to the dizzying heights of the premier league but you know played at a half decent level you know um i always thought i was a bit better than what i was to be fair yeah, um, yeah but I'm, a, I'm a big i'm a big tottenham fan that's why i use spurs as my conversation yeah definitely you know what I mean? yeah yeah I so that's big, big big spurs fan and um you know uh yeah, yeah. Uh, if, if football's on the TV or or, or sports, sports generally, I, I do like to, to to keep my eye in, as it were. Superb. So, have you been to the new stadium? I'm sure you have, though, right? Of course, yes. Yeah. <laughs> unbelievable, isn't it? It's, it's insane. It's brilliant. It's an amazing yeah. place. Fantastic. And and um, so, what's your favourite sipple? Would you like? Do you kind of have a drink and stuff like that, like a gin or? If I if I have a tipple, I, I'm 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 West Indian at heart. Both of my parents are from Barbados, Barbados. so um, it's it's certainly Malgay Malgay rum Malgay. is is, yeah. is my go to kind of like uh, uh, drink. 
Um, so yeah, having, having having one or two of those, um, you know, when it's when it's right, then yeah, it's 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 a lovely drink. Hundred percent. I've got some in the cupboard right now. I mean, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, definitely. I love my rum. Love my rum. Love my beers. I like my rum, kind of side by side. You know, it's something that I've done for years. And again, West Indian upbringing. Yeah. And uh, she just kind of fall into the rum scenario, you know? Why not? That's it. Lovely. That's it. Lovely, That's lovely, it. lovely. Super, fantastic. Well, listen, man. So we've got a, a platform here. It's not a big platform. We're growing daily, growing weekly with Digital Hub. Um, obviously, my background is recruitment um, through digital hires and digital recruitment. But Digital Hub is something that we started um, during, during lockdown as a way to kind of get awareness and to kind of give people something back um, to for digital influencers like yourself to kind of inspire and bring awareness to the digital community. And so with this platform that we've got, is there anything that you want to kind of say um, or to you to say to kind of to inspire, um, to influence the individuals or to kind of promote what you're doing? Yeah, um, well, I've certainly mentioned um, on a couple of occasions in, in this interview that, you know, I, I'm, I'm, heavily involved in social um, 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 uh, justice work and I want to elevate you know my my platforms on Twitter um, and on Instagram um, to uh, get people involved and and you know to, 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 to follow some of the conversations that I'm amplifying that people need to make sure that they're starting to uh, take heed of so you know as I said before um, Twitter the handle is at inner city truth one and for instagram the handle is at inner city truth um as, as i alluded to a couple of minutes ago as well i will be looking to build a website as well um i've got the domain domains purchased you know i've got the .co.uk i've got the .com i've got everything there it's all ready to rock and roll um i just will need to be um but I just need to find the time. Obviously, I mean, yeah. I just started a brand new job. Yeah, brand new job. In. Yeah, this, mate, you got loads going on. Yeah, and I just need to to make sure that I land that properly, and then once I've got some breathing space, really start to develop out this whole, you know, um, um, inner city truth idea. Yeah, and I'm sure it's going to branch into other things. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. It's going to kind of, move forward. Be good to kind of see how that kind of pans out, without a doubt. Fantastic. Well, listen, man, we got to wrap it up. Time's flown. It's like you know, we're way into gone, gone past twelve o'clock. Um, I want to say like a big thank you. You've been a great guest. You've been an inspiration to me and my family, which is what you've achieved. <laughs> Love it. And um, so thank you so much for um, being a guest on Digital Hub. And hopefully we can kind of get you back uh, probably around towards the end of the year, hopefully. Get you back on for um, part two, if that's all right, you know? Well, it's been wonderful uh, um, uh, being here, um, Ian. And uh, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I will just leave you with one last thing as part of the uh, Inner City Truth narrative. You might see that I'm wearing a badge here. This is a badge that represents um, prostate cancer um, and the, the the work that you know lots of individuals are doing in and around prostate cancer. Prostate cancer affects one in eight men. So if you're mm. over 40, um, um, go and get uh, what's called a PSA check mm. and make sure that you're you're fine because mm. um, it is something that goes undetected and specifically within black men. One mm. in four black men are affected by prostate cancer. So again, these are things that I amplify on my platform and want to make sure that people are very much aware of. It's the number one or fast becoming the number one killing cancer of men in this country. Yeah, so definitely. please do go and get checked. Thanks so much.
No, thanks a lot. You're absolutely right. Because last, I normally go once a year. I didn't go last year because of COVID, so I need to go this year. And my, my dad tells me the same thing. My, my dad's yeah. been through it, not a high, a high level. But no, honestly, once again, thanks a lot, Andy. I really, really appreciate it. It's been great having you on there. Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks so much.